everyone! Welcome back to episode 19 of Trail Talks. In this episode, we will be talking to Bennett Fisher, better known as Jolly on the Trail. We were excited to have him on the podcast to talk about his new gear company, Jolly Gear. Not only has he created his own line of hiking sun shirts, he has also through hiked the Appalachian Trail, the Pacific Crest Trail, and a portion of the Continental Divide Trail. In this episode, we talk about how Jolly Gear shirts came to be, what it's like to hike with a parent, injuries on trail, and much more. We hope you enjoy our conversation with Jolly. We did it! Here we are! Hello, everybody! Episode 19! <laughs> what is this? Hello, everyone! Welcome back to episode 19 of Trail Talks. This is actually going to be our last episode for season one, but don't worry! We will be back and better than ever, better than ever, wow, in two weeks. On December 22nd, we are just going to take a break, revamp some of our things, get our guests lined up, but we are so excited for some of the guests that we are going to be having for the next season. Make sure that you check us out on Spotify. We are uploading all of our Instagram lives there, so in those two weeks, binge all 19 episodes of Trail Talks. Um, In this episode, we will be talking to... Bennett Fisher, otherwise known as Jolly on the Trail. Um, You may have seen his uh, new brand being launched called Jolly Gear, uh, which is popping up all over the thru-hiking and outdoor community. Um, He completed a thru-hike of the Appalachian Trail back in 2015 and also did the PCT back in 2017 and 2018. Um, He is a hiker turned entrepreneur uh, who's created who created an awesome line of sun shirts that we really want to get our hands on, but yeah. already sold out to March. <laughs> so that is awesome for him and awesome for the company. So we're excited to hear about his journeys as well as his uh, journeys on trail, as well as his journeys into the business world. If you guys have any comments or questions throughout the talk, feel free to drop them down in the comments and we will try to answer them as we go. Yeah. All right. Yeah, let's bring them on. Let's do it. Hi. Hello, hey. How's it going? Good. How are y'all? Great. Good. Just woke up. Yep. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, we're yeah. living over in South Korea right now. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm um, where you calling well, from. It's very dark here in Logan, Utah. So, ah. <laughs> nice. Love it. Got the shirts in the background. Yeah, I did. Maybe I should spread them out so my big head's not in the way. <laughs> awesome. Um, so you are in Logan, Utah now, but where are you originally from? Is that where you're from, or was it somewhere else? Oh yeah, I'm from Alabama, a little town called Pell City, and I grew up there, and then moved away to go to college here in Logan. Um, when I turned 21, I think I was 21, <laughs> so pretty late, but uh, did community college in Alabama and then came out here for outdoor product design, which is what brought me to Utah. So, oh wow, what, what inspired you to get into outdoor product design down in Alabama? Um, so originally I was like, ah, oh, I'm gonna go to Auburn uh, and do 
some some sort of engineering because my, my dad and my brother are both engineers and I was like oh well maybe I'll do some sort of like mechanical engineering so I can uh, I was still kind of drawn to design I guess but they're both civil but uh I was like ah, is this what I want to do and then I heard about this program and I was like ah, I don't really want to be like my siblings who both went to Auburn let's go to Utah right and uh so that's kind of what got into it. But I got into the design world uh, during my through hike at the AT back in 2015. And I was like, oh, this is so fun. Like, oh, every day I kind of like think about what, what could be better, which I knew yeah. nothing about backpacking back then on the AT. That was my first backpacking trip ever, but uh, it was a through hike. <laughs> but, you know, I, I learned a lot there and uh, kind of ran with that after the PCT as well. Yeah, that's cool, that's man. really awesome. We saw that your pre-order is like already sold out on your website. How does it feel to have that launch go so well? Yeah, that was huge. Um, so because it's a pre-order, we, we used, everyone ordered it, and then we placed our order with the manufacturer. So the reason they're sold out is because we don't have them in stock yet. Um, mm -hmm. So we used, we used the, the pre-order sale to fund our first order. Um, which is awesome, which means that it's still just me in the company and have to take on anyone else's money. Uh, so it's huge that we got to order such a large amount of shirts too. Um, and so that provided us inventory for this next season. So yeah, so all the shirts are going to come in in March. It's going to be a, a huge explosion of, of these shirts in our house. Heck yeah. <laughs> so awesome. cool. So cool. Well, we'll jump into the um, into the gear company in a little bit. Can we go and start like with the through hikes with like what or how you got inspired to through hike in general? Um, so yeah. like what happened? What happened in 2015 that made you want to jump onto the AT and do it for the first time? Yeah, so 2015. Let's let's backtrack a, a hair. 2014. Uh, I was a junior in high school and I was at the beach with my dad. And I was giving my dad a hard time for not teaching me how to surf. A bunch of other parents were like around us at the beach and they were teaching their kids how to surf. And I was like, very jokingly, I said, oh, dad, I wish you were as cool as these parents. And he shot back at me real quick and was like, oh, you don't think I'm cool enough? Well, what if we backpack the entire Appalachian Trail next summer? <laughs> and yeah, as this young kid who's a you know junior in high school, I was like, oh, I don't have to figure out where I want to go to college? Like yeah let's do it so so i uh, kind of took that and he thought i was joking uh it, it came up that was probably in june in october i called his bluff and like posted on my instagram which in, instagram in 2015 what even was that but yeah <laughs> i posted on my instagram and was like hey we're gonna we're gonna hike the at and i announced it and my dad texted me and was like oh you're serious so that is that's how the at started as his trip his dream and then I piggybacked on it and used that as an excuse to, to not figure out where to go to college. <laughs> so wait, you graduated from high school and then you threw hiked to the AT? Yeah, I graduated in May of 2015. And then a month later, we started the AT Sobo. That's awesome. Wow. Okay. So yeah. did you know what the Appalachian Trail was when your dad suggested it? Not really. No, I knew it was backpacking. I knew it looked cool and like it was going to be exciting, but I really didn't know. I, I didn't know anything about through hiking culture and how like tight knit the community is and how supportive everyone is. I had no idea. Uh, I just thought, oh, we're doing this epic trip. It's going to look so awesome for my Instagram, you know, or whatever. <laughs> but, 
yeah, and like, like I said, I, I had never backpacked before. I had never carried a backpack with a tent, sleeping bag, and went out there and slept in the woods. I've camped a lot. We grew up camping and like hiking the waterfalls and stuff, you know, Alabama, but not anything like this. So it was it was a wild experience for sure. How was starting all the way up in the north yeah. with how tough Maine was and how tough New Hampshire was? Yeah, so I was an athlete in high school, so I just got done with soccer season. Like soccer season was a spring sport, and we just gotten done, so I was in pretty good shape. My dad had been working, you know, for a long time, and he wasn't in as good of shape, so. It, it kind of, it crushed us a little bit. And, and, and I did get some cramps kind of katahdin coming down the first day. I was hard. I was cramping at the top. It was like, I got to eat this cliff bar. The first of many in my uh, <laughs> career as a through hiker. But, uh, it, you know, I remember that being like, oh, I'm cramping on the first day going up this mountain. Like, this is not good. <laughs> but um, that cliff bar helped. Uh, but then, yeah, we actually ended up six days in, we had to call an audible and we uh, ended up getting out of the 100 mile wilderness and my dad got sick. Um, so we got out and he recovered and then we started back in New York at the New York, New Jersey border and then hiked north back to where we got out at Joe Mary Road. If anyone's mm -hmm. familiar with the AT, Joe Mary. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we got out, we got back to there and it was really cool actually. I think it was a really good experience for us because we really did not know anything about through hiking or backpacking or like the tips and tricks, you know, we, you can only research so much. Yep. And hanging out with all these North Founders who had already finished so many miles of trail, it was really helpful to, to hang out with them for, I think it was like 500 miles that we hiked North Nova. Um, so it's cool to hang out with them and then continue southbound. So, yes, the 100-mile wilderness was very hard, and uh, it did kind of kick our tails. But we regrouped and got to finish yeah. the whole thing. So Nice. Awesome. Yes. So then you started, so you got all the way back to Joe May Road and you flipped back down and then started in New Jersey. Is that what yep, it was, and then Yep, and then went Soba from there. Yeah, New Jersey. Oh, you got to start with one of the most beautiful states, New Jersey. Yeah, uh, I love Vermont. Vermont, yeah. Oh, okay. so, <laughs> yeah well, that was a joke, wasn't it? Were you joking about oh, New, yeah, Jersey? Love New Jersey? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, that that's the start of the rocks for us so that, uh, so, that, <laughs> so that was that was my memory of it was going um southbound from new jersey was that was that pretty lonely was there many through hikers going southbound in 2015 you know there were a lot of people out because that's kind of like a good time of year to be out hiking mm. and backpacking so i think there were a lot of people I, we had a quite a few sobos we actually had a trail family of like five of us after we got down oh, wow. a little further south uh, we had a maximum capacity in a shelter in the in the, the Smokies. We had 13 of us. That was like the Whoa. bubble. <laughs> that was pretty cool. <laughs> so, yeah, there were hikers around. Um, there were hikers around. But we did spend – I do remember a lot of Virginia. We had shelters to ourselves, like mm -hmm. just me and my dad. And if it, if it wasn't – if I was alone, that would be way worse. It would be pretty – I don't know, you're out in the woods, you're 18 years old, it's, you're far out there sometimes. I mean, There's a haunted shelter we stayed in, and, and I swear it was haunted, because it, it, it said it was haunted, right? You hear rumors. But you got there, and, like, the shelter broom jumped off the wall in the middle of the night and everything. Like, it was creepy. <laughs> Where was that? Where was that, yeah. Uh, I don't remember. I remember uh, it was very, walking up to it was very dark. But all the, mm -hmm. we didn't have that many leaves at the time. So it's dense. I really don't remember. 
Somewhere. Maybe, maybe my dad could type it in the chat. I think he's watching. <laughs> what was it like to do this epic journey with your dad? Yeah, it was an experience. Um, I was a teenager, and mm -hmm. I think most of most of y'all can relate that when you're young, you think you know a lot, and then your dad's like, you don't know a lot, and you're like, oh, yeah, I do. And <laughs> and I just had this feeling. I was like, my dad just doesn't see me eye to eye. Um, and we just kind of didn't get, a, we got along, but we, we would have some tips before we started. But then after this trail, I mean, we've been best friends. Like we, mm -hmm. we play video games together, uh, like once a week or something now, like we hang out, uh, online cause I'm, I'm in Utah, he's in Alabama, but yeah, our relationship got a lot better after the AT and, you know, he was planning a lot of it. So I was just kind of like tagging along. I was the, that's how I got the name Jolly. I was just very optimistic and was just oh. oh my my dad says it was the Wapiti shelter so if you can shelter. <laughs> I don't know um yeah but uh yeah I was kind of like a I'm just along for the ride go with the flow uh super optimistic and so I think that helped it we didn't clash because I there was no I was making decisions so there was no way we could like have have tips like that yeah just what an amazing moment to share with a family member yeah. Yeah, it really was. And, and the fact that, because I feel like one thing when you get done with a through hike is it's hard to relate to people, like, or mm -hmm. I guess rather for people to relate to you, where like, you're trying to tell these stories and they're like, oh, how'd you carry six months worth of food? And you're like, I didn't, you know, those kinds of things <laughs> where like, you have someone that, you know, completely understands what you went through. Yeah, I think I think that's a big thing with post trail depression is just like the disconnect from yeah. anyone in reality, if you, right. if you can't relate to anyone, it's really nice to have her to be able to talk about the trail with. Yeah, completely. Definitely, definitely. We actually have quite a community of three actors here in Logan I've gotten to hang out with. Uh, cool. Two folks just moved back after being gone for like 10 years, but they just finished the CDT. So we have like the CDT to talk about uh, right now. So that's pretty cool. Do you plan to stay in Logan more long-term? Like, do you like the area? Uh, yeah, so the, the girl I'm dating, she's doing uh, her uh, PhD here at Utah State, and she cool. she did her master's, now she's doing her PhD. So I'm gonna be here uh, for probably four years, five years, till that wraps up. But nice, I do love it here. It's awesome. It's a uh, it's, Utah's it's a beautiful state. Yeah, and it's probably Logan's probably underrated, which is nice. There's no one here. So is is Logan <laughs> in the north or is that the south? It's north. We're almost in Idaho, so oh, just as okay. far north as you can go. Cool. Very cool. Um, so after finishing the Appalachian Trail, did you immediately know that you wanted to eventually try to Triple Crown? Uh, triple Crown, no, but I knew I, I, I was like, I want to do the PCT. Like I knew it, like Pacific Crest Trail. Like in those last few weeks, I was like, oh man, this is about to wrap up. It's about to be over. I got it. This is, I got to do the PCT. And that was kind of a funny, I just stumbled into the PCT. I was just working at an outdoor store, actually drinking out of their cup right now. Uh, I was working at this outdoor store, Alabama Outdoors, and my coworker, he worked there, and he had done the AT, and we actually, like, took him out to dinner and, like, picked his brain before we started. It was like, hey, can you give us any advice? And then I actually ended up working with him at this outdoor store, and one day he just comes up to me. He's like, hey, Jolly, what do you think about doing the PCT with me this summer? I was like, yeah, sure. So <laughs> that kind of, you know, that, that was in 2017. Uh, but that just kind of worked out, and... I knew I wanted to, so it was perfect timing, really. Nice. Uh, how much, like, prep time did you have before jumping on trail? 
for the PC. Uh, yeah. I, I don't remember when he asked, but I guess we had to get permits, right? So within permit <laughs> windows time, <laughs> right? So Yeah, yeah. Um, nice. So I, I guess October, October to May, we started in May. Interesting. It's funny how, like, willing through hikers are just to go just do something now. Someone's away. like, let's just do it. And you're like, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> it, it is, yeah, I can never... I can never imagine asking anyone to do anything else for six months. You're like, hey, do yeah. you want to go? I don't know. You're like, yeah, what? <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe he didn't expect a yes, but, you know, I was very quick to be like, yeah, let's do it. So Yeah. How is that dynamic different, uh, like hiking the AT with your dad and then your friend, the PCT? Um, it was kind of, it was different, right? I was funding this one myself, so that was different. Like, I, I paid for everything separate. Um but yeah, not too different. I think I've lucked out. I've always hiked with planners. Mm. Everyone who loves to plan, <laughs> and I'm not much of a planner. Yeah, so it's like my dad was a planner there, and then my buddy Cola here on the PCT. Even before we started, he like made an itinerary. It was like I averaged it out this many miles, and and he had attempted, uh, I think in 2015 the PCT. So this is like a, a redemption hike for him. Mm. And uh, so he kind of knew stuff, and he's like, yeah, this, this, and this. So it was kind of funny. I didn't have to plan again. I just kind of the tag along, having a good time. <laughs> so, so it's kind of similar. Did you use, I was trying to figure out when Gut Hooks started. Did you use Gut Hooks when you did the PCT? No. So PCT, we still had a uh, half mile, right? Oh, okay. So I did look back recently and it's gone. Because like half mile was free and it was, it was pretty good. I think the data was from 2012 mm -hmm. or maybe it was 2015. But it was pretty good, and that was the big snow year was 2017. And it actually had a, a, a map so you could, like, use, you know, your compass, and you could, okay. you could and it would bring you back on trail. So it had a pretty good, kind of like gut hook, right, where it has yeah. the, you actually see the red line. Um, so you could see, oh, I'm 500 feet to the, to the east of the trail. Um, yeah, so it was like that, and then it had, like, campsites marked. It wasn't as good because, um, you know, people weren't populating it with current data. Uh, like, water source here is good. But it worked well enough. I think one person in our group did have gut hook. So it's kind of like, mm -hmm. oh, we'll just use yours for water, and then I'll just have this just so I know how far it is to camp kind of thing. Yeah. But then 2018, when I did it again, I'd use gut hook for sure. Gotcha. Uh, you, you said that it was a high snow year in 2017. How, how was that? I remember that was like a record year. Yeah. It was epic for us hikers. I think it was awful for the parents. My mom still is like, that was crazy what you did. And she like called me. I was in Lone Pine and she called me at like two in the morning. It was like, I didn't answer it, of course, because I was asleep. But then the next morning, my sister's like, hey, you need to call mom because she's nervous. And I was like, okay. So I called my mom. And I was like, hey, what's going on? And she's like, I've been looking at hashtag PCT and it looks gnarly out there. Like people are crossing snow bridges and the rivers are all huge. And it was crazy, right? I think it was 200% in some areas. Wow. snowpack yeah so it was crazy and we got there pretty early i think it was like the very beginning of june maybe the very end of may that we got there to south Canyon meadows um so it was it was it, it was intense we spent it we averaged 10 miles a day we did the desert in 27 miles a, or no, no no that'd be crazy uh like 24 miles a day i think mm -hmm. and then went to 10 mile a day average wow uh, and it was like 300 miles of just snow. Maybe we had a hundred miles of dirt. It was pretty, 
crazy. But it, it was fun. I was from Alabama. I'd never seen – I'd never been to California before. I'd never oh, seen boy. snow before. So it was, like, really epic for me. Yeah. It was really, really cool. Um, was there any, like, life-threatening moments? Like, any moments that were really sketchy or gnarly? Um, it was intense. And maybe I was naive because I haven't been around snow. Mm. But I don't feel like I was that intimidated. Mm. It was kind of like, oh, this is really intense. This is fun. Like, this is a challenge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're doing this together. Because a lot of people, uh, you know, avoided the series that year because it was intense. But we were like, oh, we're going through this. We're doing it. Um, but, yeah, I don't really remember. I did I did have to self-rest with my trekking pole in these trees at one point because it was super icy late in the afternoon. It was already in the shade. And I did slip, and I almost hit a tree. And that was probably, like, the, like, closest i got we also got cliffed out following some footprints we were like oh we'll just follow these footprints because we're tired oh. taking we're tired of looking at the map every five seconds so we just kind of like followed footprints and then we came down to this river and we we're like on this cliff and then we were like oh we'll just go on the snow next to it and then it got like super narrow like one foot width we were like oh we'll just keep going and it was like a, it was like rocks on one side and the river on the other but you're we just like oh i had a really good guide uh I think that's why I wasn't scared. I was like, oh, if lunch is doing it, then I'll be fine. <laughs> and that's what, that's what we told my mom, too. We were like, oh, lunch is a Jewish carpenter. And that's what we told like, Oh, we're with a Jewish carpenter. You know, like Jesus, right? So it's kind of funny. Um, so we're like, oh, we're with lunch. And he actually is a Jewish carpenter. So it was like it all added up. And he's done, like, winter summits of uh, like Mount Washington on the AT. And, or, like, wow. uh, yeah, I think he had done that at that point, too. But he has done that. So he's like, he loves the cold. And mm. so I, I felt very comfortable with him and like listened to his advice. Put all your faith in lunch. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I called him Papa lunch because he was like a father figure. He's, I think he was, he was 40 and I was over here. I was 20. So wow. Papa nice. lunch. Nice. So what were, what were some of the biggest differences between the PCT hiking community and the AT community? Yeah. My first experience, I was like, oh, people don't like us on the PCT. But then, I, I, you know, that, that was incorrect. But I remember walking into the McDonald's at Cajon Pass, and no one, like, made room at their table. It was like, hey, come sit with us. I was like, that's weird. Because on the AT, everyone's like, oh, you're a through hacker. You're just going to sit, sit with us, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but after that, you know, I think, that was one interaction. I think that was negative. But I think, yeah, the community is definitely stronger on the AT with non-hikers and hikers. It's just that mm. so many of us out there that everyone's like, yeah, we're, you know, they know who you are and you get hitches super fast and people want to treat you to trail magic all the time, right? Um, but the PCT, yeah, super nice and, and the people out there are super cool. It, I feel like, I don't know, I almost feel like the PCT was younger but okay. I wonder if that's because I was doing AT with my dad and we hung out with older people. Mm. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe, it's, maybe it's skewed, yeah. Interesting. I was going to say, is there any personality differences between the PCT hikers and the AT hikers? Um, not so much between AT hikers, or like the other, like AT, PCT, and CDT. I feel like CDT, there was like definitely a different personality uh, oh, okay. on the trail. But yeah, I don't think... It's been a few years now, but PCT, I mean, it's so, it was so fun. It was such a fun yeah. trail. I really, yeah, nothing <laughs> negative so, there. What were, what were the personality differences between CDT hikers? Yeah. Everyone's done a through hike. So it's like ah. every, no one's first time. So it's all, 
everyone's like, oh, yeah, we're doing 20s, we're doing 25s, first day, whatever, <laughs> you know? So it was, it was, and it was awesome. It's just, it's just different. Where, like, on the AT, I hiked with the Triple Crowner. And I was like, man. Like, he was doing the AT again. I was like, oh, man, this is, this guy's awesome. And then we get to the CDT, and everyone's like, yeah, this is my Triple Crown hike. And you're like, oh, me too. It's just, <laughs> it's funny. It's just so different. And I didn't yeah. get to finish the CDT, just to clarify that, but, uh. Yeah, it's that's the way everyone is, and everyone's got like super light gear, right? Because they're like, "Oh, I've already done this. Like, I know it works now." And, yeah. Um. So, what made you get off the PCT in 2017? Yeah. So I, I uh, slipped into a tree well, 11 mm -hmm. miles north of Sonora Pass, like right when the snow was over. Like the snow had just ended. <laughs> and, like it was just like we were getting more patches of dirt, and I slipped into a tree well. Yeah, because like. I think what happened, I thought about it a lot, is we're used to kind of sliding into tree wells, just like, oh, I don't want to step, I'll just slide. And I think this was more icy than I thought it was going to be, and I, my, the lugs of my shoe got caught, and I just like, it was like probably three feet, two feet, and I had six days of food, and it was pretty heavy, so just fell onto that, and, and I ended up breaking my ankle. But I was like, oh, I've had a torn ligament before, this is exactly what it feels like, so I'm fine. But... uh <laughs> I hiked 300 miles on it, and at that point, I was like, "I am not fine." So I made it to I made it to the halfway point at Chester in Chester, and mm -hmm. uh, my parents came out to visit just to, like support me and just like, "Oh yeah, we'll take we'll help you, you know, lighten your load for a little bit." And I was like, "Hey, I'm just gonna come home with y'all. Like, mm -hmm. I can't I can't keep going." I actually threw up that morning. I don't know if it's like a pain throw up or like a stress throw up or like. Maybe I had bad spaghetti the night before, but I was like, that's a sign. I'm out of here. Like, I got to see the midway point sign, and I, I decided to leave. Was that – oh, I'm sorry. I was just – like, you become so used to pain, and, like, you think you're invisible at that point in a through hike. It can be so hard. You're like, nah, I'm totally yeah. fine. Just keep going. Especially because, especially right, through hiking is a time commitment, and it is mm -hmm. hard to be like, I'm going to have enough time to do this again. So I think that was another thing that made me stay out there longer. And the fact that it was like, oh, it was a super high snow year, and we tackled it, and we beat it, and now I have to go home. So it was kind of, a, you know, probably both of those combined, and, and maybe I was, yeah, being a little hard-headed. Like, now I know, and I'll come in later with the CDT. I'm like, if it starts to hurt, it's time to go home. Yeah, so. that's true. I was going to say, was it, was it tough knowing that you had to get off halfway through? Um, it was, but at that point I'd already made the decision. So in 17, I was like, oh, we're going to do it in a hundred days, which was almost impossible. I don't know if anyone did kudos to you, but I was on day 80 at the halfway point because of the mm -hmm. snow and, uh, we're going to do it in a hundred days. Cause I was going to go to Utah state to make it to school on time. So I graduated a uh, community college and that's what, why our start day was in May. So I graduated community college and then was like, all right, let's start the PCT. We've got 100 days till my school starts in August. Let's do it. And uh, when I was in Big Bear, I made a decision. I was like, I can't do that. Like, that's unreasonable. And then there was like a scholarship in the mix. And so I decided, oh, like, now that I knew what the worth of money was, because it's like my first experience away from my parents mm -hmm. more so. I was like, wow, money's expensive. Like, everything's expensive. <laughs> I was like, you're telling me that if I wait a year, I can get this much for a scholarship to go to the school? I was like, yeah, I should definitely do that. That's like six through hikes or whatever it was. You know? <laughs> that's, what, you know, that's how you count stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, so I decided to postpone. So then I had a year off. So I made mm -hmm. the decision. I already made that choice. 
that I was going to work that year and just uh, save money up. So I'd already, so when I made the decision to quit, I kind of had that time where I was like, oh, I can do this next summer. Mm-hmm. Nice. I, I love that you measure money in through hikes. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, okay, so you uh, did the PCT, or you got off in 17, and then you had to get back on in 18. Did you do it once the semester finished at school? So I, I decided to postpone enrollment. So in 17, I got off, and then I had the whole winter. So I just had winter to hang out. Um, so I worked at a gear shop, worked at a climbing gym. I actually really got into climbing with my broken ankle. <laughs> that was kind of fun. But, uh, yeah, I got into rock climbing, and then, yeah, when – and I really toyed with the idea up until December. I, it was the day before Christmas that I made the choice to do the whole thing again. Up until that point, I was like, yeah, I'll just do it do the next half i'll just start from there um which was an idea but then i was like oh my at roots you know purists so i was like i gotta go do it again and that's funny now because like with the cdt i've kind of like uh i don't think i want to do the whole thing again so i want to do what i missed so it's funny how those change but uh yeah back then i was like oh i gotta do the whole thing one more time uh, do it all together so yeah so the day so yeah christmas eve i got a permit to do the whole thing again nice nice what was it like going through all those miles that you had already done like was it easier knowing what you had ahead and like how were the sierras different wow so yeah so it it was really different year it was a really different year because before in 17 i still say it is the desert is my favorite section because it's so brutal i was like oh it's such a challenge and it was so hot and i remember like feeling like faint several times and then like Papa lunch would give me some some candy and I feel a lot better. But I just remember it being really hard and like having a night hike and having to take siestas during the day. You know the classic PCT experience I feel like that people talk about. Uh, you know having to do the aqueduct at night, mm-hmm. um, those kinds of things. In eighteen, it was cold. It was like foggy and cold the whole time. I actually had to get a, like a, a different like I got a different sleeping bag shipped out, and I was going to do a tarp because. 17, I was like, it's so hot, so I'll do a tarp this year and do lighter, and then I had to get a tent shipped out because it's so cold and windy. It was pretty, it was, it was rough. But, uh, so that was super different, which was nice. Um, and I got to spend some more zeros in different places, like Casa de Luna. Got to spend a lot of time there, which in 17, we weren't even going to stop in, even though I knew, the only, I don't plan, right? That's established. The only thing I knew about the PCT from all the photos is like, Oh, the Hawaiian shirts. Where is that at? Uh, and, I, and, and we were actually just sitting on the side of the road. And we're like, oh, I don't know if we're going to stop in. We don't need anything. And then some guy pulls up with, like, this camper that had a boat as the roof. And was like, hey, y'all going to Casa de Luna? And we're like, yes, we are. Let's go. But, uh, yeah, so I got to spend more time in those those places in, in 18, which is cool. So it was a different experience a little bit there, too. But, yeah, once I did get to that halfway point again, it was, like, really beautiful, and it was all different. It was hard not to compare yourself to the year before. But luckily, it was so different, and the Sierras were pretty different. Uh, we actually we, – we averaged probably, you know, instead of 10, maybe we did 14 in the Sierras. But, you know – uh and the snow was different there actually was like a late storm um that came in right before we went in so i did get the the same experience of everyone in kennedy meadows being like oh what do we do 
I got that kind of like that that everyone was just like chattering about like what to do, but going through it was a lot different. Actually, post hole in eighteen didn't post hole in seventeen, so things were different. The views were way different, um, so it's kind of cool to see it in both ways. But yeah, getting to the halfway point again was like, yeah, this is cool. And then ironically enough, I actually rolled my ankle like two miles after the halfway point, which was oh. I was I was okay, but I was like, ah, oh, wow, this. Is, I was on the phone with my mom. And I was like, I just rolled my ankle, so it was pretty funny, <laughs> but I made it. Um, what I know it's hard to compare, but is there a trail that is that? Um, what am I trying to say? Is there a trail that's more memorable in your mind, whether that be the AT or the PCT? I did get to do the PCT twice, so it's pretty, it's in there. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed the PCT, and maybe it was like a freedom thing. It was like my first trip solo, more so. Um, maybe that's what I enjoyed about it. I really think, though, it's because I was an Alabama boy, and then this is my first time on the West Coast, and it was such an intense one, like where you get wow. to experience everything. I think that's why it's so memorable and why it's such a, it's also cruisy. It's nice how well the trail is maintained and graded. Mm -hmm. and yep. it, it's very enjoyable um, that way. Yeah, nice. So jumping to the CDT now, like, was your original plan to do it in 2021 or were you gonna do it in 2020 and pushed off? Yeah, I planned on 2020. Because yeah, I graduated yeah. from uh, college, and I was like, oh, I'll just do a ride drive finish and then go Sobo. And that's what's that's why Sobo stuck, because I was like, because I, I didn't have anything going on in uh, April, so I could have gone uh, northbound. But I was like, oh, I said in 2020 I'd do a Sobo, so let's do a Sobo. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I was planning on 2020, and then COVID shut that down. But it was kind of, like, for the better. I, I just finished college, so I didn't have that much money saved up, so I was going to be, like, really pinching it. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of nice that I had the year to save up. And then also, 2020 was when I started Jolly Gear. So mm -hmm. it really allowed time for that. And then I ended up getting to test the samples on the trail. So it really did work out. Nice. Yeah, everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. And so then what made you have to get off trail in 2021 on the, on the CDT? Yeah, so I'm still recovering from a fractured foot. Oh, wow. Um, there was no incident. It was just, I guess, an overuse. But it started in the winds was when I first mm -hmm. noticed the pain. And then, I again, I hiked kind of far. I think I had, like, 500 miles on it. But mm -hmm. this was, like, a very intermittent pain. Uh, so I, I got down to Grand Lakes, Colorado, which is, like, 1650, and then decided mm -hmm. to call it. Because the section in between the winds and Colorado are pretty flat. Not mm -hmm. like the it's dirt roads and roads. Mm. It was it was our experience because of fires and, and whatnot. But so it's pretty flat as far as like tilting your feet. Um, so it didn't bother my foot. But then once we got to Colorado, it got rocky again, and I had a pretty miserable day. Uh, and I was like, ah, I'm calling it. Let's yeah. yeah. Um, I was gonna say. So do you plan on going Colorado southbound at any point? See, that's. That's the debate. I still do not know. I have so much planned. I want to go to AT days with Jolly Gear. Mm -hmm. um, I want to, you know, with living out in Utah and then with also COVID, I haven't seen my family too often. So I want to do it as like a family vacation yeah. planned in June. So I'm like, ah, can I squeeze it all in? Can I make it all yeah. work? 
But I think I want a Nobo. Uh, see, I'm even debating right now. I think I want a, <laughs> I want a Nobo. If it could work out, I want a Nobo starting with all the Northbounders because I think it'd be fun community-wise. And that's really what I enjoy. I enjoy the people. Um, yeah. So I really want to hang out with the people. So if I don't get to do that, I'd probably Sobo from like when the Sobo bubble's there. But then, see, I'd be out of shape. See, it's tricky, right? You, you, <laughs> at least the Nobos, y'all starting together, and y'all getting in shape together. Where uh, Soba, you got to get in shape before they, they catch you. Yeah. So I know that with the PCT and the AT, you did something called Hike for Julie. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, yeah. So uh, my dad was planning the AT hike, and one of his coworkers, uh, he had watched one of his coworkers have twins and one of the twins stopped maturing and he was kind of there every step of the way, you know, hearing about it in real time, like what's going on with Julie. Um, and it was diagnosed as Rett syndrome. And, you know, we were already doing this epic thing and we thought, why not use it in a way to, you know, no one knew what rest syndrome was. We're like, well, let's try and spread the word. We don't, if we get to raise money, that's awesome. But even if just more people know about it, that would be worth it. So we're like, well, we're doing this thing. Everyone in the community kind of knows what we're doing. Well, let's just go ahead and put a, like a banner over us of a hike for Julie. So that's how that got started. And it really, it probably kept us on trail. Maybe we would have quit because really having something bigger than yourself to motivate you for a through hike is pretty powerful. And with that one on a hard day early on, we, we kind of told ourselves like, she can't quit. Like she can't just decide I don't want to have this anymore. And, and using that as motivation, like, well, we can't quit either. So, yeah. Um, so yeah. So we ended up raising money and uh, a lot of people donated. It was awesome. I think we raised between all hikes, $35,000 for Rett syndrome research. So really cool, uh, you know, it's awesome. And I think what we learned through that experience was, you know, on the AT in general, people are giving. People are just so nice and awesome. And then we learned just everyone's giving, you know, everyone wants to, to support something. They just mm -hmm. don't know what to get behind and, and to get attached to and to be like, oh yeah, this is worth me donating money. Because a lot of times, I don't know, I feel like it, as I'm getting older, I'm like, is this a scam? Like when I get uh, like an email or like a commercial, I'm like, this commercial feels fake. Like this email doesn't feel genuine. And I think, so I'm like, even like, I don't even know what to give my money to, except now I do it's small businesses. I, I can't go to a farmer's market without spending a bunch of money. Cause I'm just yes. like, yeah, hey, I know how happy it makes me feel. But yeah, I think that people want to give to something that they feel is genuine. And I think mm, that, absolutely. And that was yeah. awesome. So. <laughs> the older you get, the more skeptical you get. I, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like uh, every commercial I see on Instagram, I'm like, uh, but see, I was like, if I ran that commercial, would I think it was genuine? Mm -hmm. Sure, but like from this person, I'm like, I don't know. It's funny. <laughs> so let's jump into your um, let's jump into your gear brand. When did you get the inspiration to start Jolly Gear? Yeah, so it all started 2018 on the PCT. And as we talked about, I was like in 15 on the 18, I was like, oh, I want to, I want to create something like this would be cool. Yeah. Uh, but in 18, I was wearing a button down. A lot of people were wearing sun hoodies and there was kind of, even before I left, I was like, oh, what do I wear? Do I want to wear a sun hoodie? Do I want to wear a button down? 
And then it was kind of like, oh, I want to find a pattern one, but this one doesn't fit as well because it's and the, there's no fun pattern ones. And mm -hmm. so, okay, well, I'll just go with a plain. I did a khaki one in 17. I did a navy one in 18. <laughs> I did a button down. And uh, yeah, so that was kind of, that was the problem. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't until I think Sierra City. And it was, there's this guy and he was wearing his mom's gardening shirt. And it was a, like a, four button hoodie long sleeve with a kangaroo patch and i was like okay okay that's kind of cool like, like you get to unbutton for ventilation you have the long sleeve sun protection you have the hood like that's really cool and i kind of played around with that idea i would think about it as i hiked alone it was just like oh yeah and my buddy lightning who i was hiking with he's like oh that's really cool like oh yeah and i was like well i'm about to go to this major like maybe i can do something with it but nothing really happened of it you know, on trail, obviously. And then even in school, my first year, I didn't do anything. But my second year, one of my finals is we had to either sew one jacket that had a liner or two button downs. And so even my freshman year, uh, I did two years, but my freshman year, I was like, oh, that's when that project happens, I'm going to make the button down. Like, I'm going to make the sun hoodie button down. And so that's what it was. It was a final project. And I kind of thought about, oh, it'd be cool if I started a a company and the company started out with the name true to the through i even know i own the instagram account and everything i was like serious but uh then i was like uh you know my mom was like oh but i really like jolly gear <laughs> I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> and then it ended up because at first it was just a solid i actually have it in, in my closet i should have brought it out but it was just solid and and it's funny too because I only had the fabric for the sleeves in one color and then the body fabric in one color. I want to do the whole shirt in the sleeve fabric, uh, but I didn't have enough of it. So, so the sleeves were one color, body was a different, and that's why our sleeves are solid. That's kind of what stuck. So when I showed the manufacturer, they were like, obviously he wants this. <laughs> but that's why the sleeves are solid. It's pretty funny. It's all just kind of worked out. Did I get an A on my project? I think I actually got a B. Honestly. <laughs> and you know what? It's so unfortunate because I sewed, I had to do a, a low fidelity and then a mid fidelity and then two highs. Mm -hmm. And I sewed for 72 hours on that project because it had to be perfect. This teacher is so strict. It had to be perfect because she wants it to be like, can you sell it? Like, mm -hmm. That's the level. And yeah, I spent so long on that. And yeah, I think I got an 89. I really do. But uh <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yeah, so, so that's how that all got started. And that was the beginning of Jolly Gear. That was a prototype. And I wore it around. like I did like a backpacking trip that March. So I finished it in December of 2019, I guess. And then March 2020, I wore it on a trip. Uh, the first debut of it was in a Garage Grown Gear article about mm -hmm. uh, the Light AF Curve 35 review <laughs> that mm -hmm. I wrote for them. That was the first debut of the Jolly I was like, oh, I'll wear that. So it's like in the photos. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so I was like, it, but really, I mean, not, I didn't think it was, anything was going to come of it, but then, yeah, 2020, COVID hit, no one was hiring designers, everyone's getting let go, so there, and then I got really discouraged, because I was like, I'm about to graduate in a few months, and I'm looking here on LinkedIn, right, LinkedIn, how does that even work, I don't know, but we all have one, and we're on LinkedIn, and all these people are like, I just had my dream job at Backcountry as a designer, and now I don't. 
all, all over the place. Every day I woke up, I, I checked case counts and then I checked LinkedIn and see who got let go. And it was very discouraging because I'm not going to get hired. These people with 10 years of experience don't have a job. So I just got a temporary job that I currently still work in. So I guess it's not as temporary as I imagined, but it, it allowed me to mm -hmm. afford to start Jolly Gear. Yeah. And that kind of was like, oh, well, let's just shoot out some emails and see if I can get some fabric samples in and find a manufacturer and maybe it'll just go from there. And it really was just like, sent out a bunch of emails. Hey, this is what I'm making, included the photo and saw where that took us. And I got back fabric samples, which is ridiculous. How can you, they send you a freaking sheet of paper that's like, it's like, this is your fabric. It's like this big. How does this fit on my body? Like, as a shirt, what's this going to feel like? Like, is this going to drape? Is this going to, is it going to crinkle? Is it heavy enough to even like stay down? Or is like my belly going to be showing? Yeah, I don't know. And so it's very difficult. And I finally found one who their fabric sample was my shirt, which was awesome. They actually like sent me it's sewn already. I was like, wow, okay. They said, make some edits. Here we go. But yeah, they just took that photo and ran with it. And I was like so confused because I didn't think I sent them a photo of it. I was like, someone copied my idea. What's going on here? Like, this is part, like, this is exactly it. And I was like freaking out. And then I like looked back at the email because I ran over there because their package was so much bigger. I got like so excited. I opened it super fast. I ran to my computer and like typed in I'm like, oh, what? Okay, I just sent him the photos, so it was pretty funny. I like teared up a little bit because it, it was it was already like this is my shirt. It was pretty cool. So that's kind of that story. Cool. Um, I, I was gonna say, did your did your major uh, at Utah State did it prepare you for starting a small business venture? Like, um, did you get experience in the business side of it and in the marketing side and in or is that all just self taught and no. learn as you go? Yeah, so it's kind of been self-taught as far as the business side. It's it's a design major, for mm -hmm. sure. We had, to, we had to take one marketing class to graduate, and it was a great marketing class. He, like, used to work for Coca-Cola and Procter. Cool. I think, is it Procter & Gamble, or is it whoever makes the tooth, toothpaste, like Colgate mm -hmm. and stuff? He worked for them, and so he was really good. Um, in our last day of class, he cried. Like, that's how much he poured into these students. Aww. So in one class, I did learn a lot, but that was more, like, big commercials like you know we're doing huge like coca-colas right so it's a little different not really launching a small business and and in the major they teach you how to sew they teach you how to you know use illustrator and those kinds of things i got to learn how to weld which i'm not using because i'm in soft goods but you could make stuff like that um so you got to learn a lot but yeah as far as business goes you know i'm googling the whole way like what what do i need to launch a small business in utah and i did actually i had the outdoor community is awesome. So I had some great contacts. I got to talk with Garage Room Gear, both uh, owners about like, what do you, what did you do about this? Why are you an LLC? Why not a sole proprietor? Why are you, you know, and then why, and they're like, Oh, our LLC is up in Wyoming because there's more outdoor recreation coverage. So it's like, Oh, I didn't even, that's not something I'd even think about. Like, yeah, then that's too much for me right now. So we're in Utah, but because uh, I can't even think of that vast, like that much about it, but uh, you know that kind of stuff. And then, you know, asking like, oh, well, like tax ID number, like what's that? Like so, it's all there's so much to learn. It's yeah. crazy. I I don't know anything about it, so like that's all. New. It's wild. <laughs> I hope I'm doing it right. You know, <laughs> like I'm doing. I've done everything I think I can. So 
yeah, it's just kind of, you, you don't think these things happen. Like, you just don't know until you get here and you're like, oh, like, there's a lot to know now. But did, so did you have, like, a team? Like, were there other people supporting you? Or was this really just, like, I'm doing this? Uh, it's just me. Just you. Cool. It's just That's me. Awesome. Uh, me and my girlfriend live together, but, you know, and she supports me. And she's like, yeah, you got this. But, yeah, so far, like, it, I think it's good, you know, to keep things separate and, like I, you know, what I, everything funded financially has been me, and um, I wanted it that way, right? That's why we did the pre-order sale. I didn't want to ask anyone for money, so I could I could do what I felt was right for our direction, right? Um, so, so yeah. Were you expecting the pre-orders to sell out so fast? So it didn't have a cap. I could have sold as many as people would have bought them. So God. yeah, so I was just trying to get as high of a number as possible, so that way we could order as many as we could. Cool. So, yeah. So now it's just sold out because yeah. I only have so many ordered. And if I sell out of all my inventory before my shirts even arrive, that'd be pretty, I mean, it'd be super cool, but then no one would get their shirts on time. Yeah. <laughs> so. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. Um, how was testing out the shirt yeah. on trail on the CDC? Oh, that was super cool. That was yeah. awesome. Um, and it was like game time calls here. This is, I was hoping to have so many shirts that I could like give to people on trail and then ended up, we got eight. And like, <laughs> we have one size and you know, we have four sizes, men's four sizes, women's we're got to make this work. And I was actually with a trail family at the time. And we, we had a lot of us actually, I think there were 13 at one point. Mm. Um, and so I just gave the people who were hiking with shirts. And some were like, oh, this is too awesome. You can't just give it to me. So they did pay me. And I was like, whoa, that's awesome. Like, thanks so much. Like, that really helps for real. Um, but yeah, it was, you know, we had one sample that wasn't even perfect yet that I started the trail in and did the first 300 miles. And then I actually got, like, the final product on trail. So, uh, you know, it actually had, like, the features were correct. Like, this, the thumb hole was the right uh size and like the hood had like cinch cords now it was just like whoa like so it's pretty cool to, like open that up in the helena post office on the cdt wow. so that was, just, that was a cool a cool moment and then some of our trail family were there with us and they got to open it up too and try them on and that was the first time i'd seen a women's small right so i was like does a women's small fit a person who usually wears small and like so that was that was crazy and but yeah after watching them like hike the trail we actually had three finish like, that's awesome. And, and the ones that didn't finish weren't because they ripped up. It's because people got off trail or, you know. But, you know, so we had three finished and they looked good. And that yeah. was really encouraging. It was unfortunate. That was like, that was a silly thing to be upset about. That was like, oh, I have to get off trail. And it's called the Triple Crown button down, but I'm not getting the Triple Crown. Like, mm. You know, but <laughs> I, I don't think, you know, I can't be mad. It was an injury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, it was so cool to watch them get tested on trail and like hear other people. Because, I've been doing this now. I sewed this in 2019. And then I got the first sample in, in October 2020. So it, to me, it exists. Mm. So it's really, and for me, I'm like, you know, you can kind of get discouraged because you're like, do people even want this? Like, are people excited about this? Mm -hmm. Because to me, it, it, it's, it exists. The problem isn't there anymore because I can wear it. Um, but then seeing people get excited about it and seeing through hikers get excited about it. Cause that's who it's for. 
And so like hearing their feedback on it was awesome because I've had other people get it and they're like, Oh yeah, it's pretty cool. But like seeing a three, I could be like, Oh, this is like the sun shirt, the button down, which one do I do? Oh, this, one, you know? So it's like, you know, getting excited and then, then being like, Oh yeah, nothing is colorful. It's all mm-hmm. so boring. And we wear our shirts every day and they're in every photo and, you know, you want it to, and it's vacation, right? So you want it to feel fun. And that's, you know, the whole Hawaiian shirt thrift shop culture around the PCT. And, mm-hmm. and then, so I was like, oh, that's what I, you know. And so it's really awesome watching people get excited, getting the product. That's, yeah. No, that's awesome. It's already such an iconic look, and it hasn't even mm-hmm. been out on the market yet. So <laughs> I know. I can't <laughs> wait to have all these people wearing them on trails. You know, yeah. even even if just 20 people wear them on a thru-hike, I think they'll be noticed. Because we did have like there were eight of us hiking in a row, so it was kind of weird. Like if you were hiking the other direction, or we pass you, you're like, "What?" You see one, you're like, "Oh, cool," but you don't say anything. And you see a second, and you're like, "Okay, this is weird." And you see a third, where you gotta stop. That's what happened every time. The first person would just get the look. The second person would get the confused look, and the third person would be like, "Hey, hey, what's going on?" So the third person, <laughs> we're already behind, and now they're even slower because they get stopped all the time. It was pretty funny. I was going to say, I was backing up um, to when you did that photo shoot with the eight through hikers. Mm-hmm. I thought that was like a hired photo shoot. And I didn't realize that you just found all of these people on trail and just yeah. threw shirts at them and then did a photo shoot. Yeah. It was a yeah. photo. Yeah. Oh, uh, the one with all eight of us. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, well, that was twerk, right? That's uh, twerk in the dirt, the hiker trash boat. Yeah. Right, you know? yeah. So that, that's him. So he threw trail magic and we were there. And it was just like, and I, I, I'd interviewed him before. So we had a little bit of a, of a, uh, like we knew each other just a hair, but man, mm-hmm. it was so good to see him. And he was so excited. And, and then we got to take the photos and yeah, that was, that was super cool. That was just, it worked out. I, I, and that's what I can say about most of this stuff. It just, it worked out really well. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's been awesome. Yeah. Trail provides both on and off. Hey, there you go. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So um, what was what was one of the hardest parts about launching the brand? I think the hardest part is making those small decisions. Okay. So it's easy to be like, okay, what's the problem, right? That's what we're taught in school. What's the problem? And then you got to fix the solution. Like why bring a product into the world if it's not fixing a, a problem? So the problem was no sun hoodie is a button down. So that was easy, right? It's it's open. It's there to be to be made. But the hard part is like, what is the right color? What one color will everyone like? What? Mm. How many patterns do we launch with? Can we afford to do six different patterns, or can we do three patterns and and do them in six colors? You know, like do do six colors, three patterns. What kind of what artist do we want to represent our brand? Right? It's it's all these things where like okay this is the hard part because making you know this pattern is what people think of when they think of jolly gear right now yes uh, and these colors yeah. so yeah that was and like what kind of zipper pull do we want to use these questions that like really don't matter to the consumer maybe but it is the difference between like do i love it or do i like it kind of thing in my mind it's it's those things of is it perfect or is it okay and those are hard because you don't know, especially if it's just one person, you just like, I'll make this choice right now. And but I think that's also like my, if I was going to give anyone advice is just pick it and move forward. Right. Next year you could change it if you want to. Yes. Yeah. 
you can dwell on those all day long. Is the hair hole in the back big enough? You know, is it easy enough to put in, like, put your hair through? Um, so it's, yeah, but you can't, you could lose a lot of sleep over that. Mm-hmm. Um, so what made you pick, what made you pick the two colors? Cool. So this is another thing where it just kind of, like, fell into place. You know, mm-hmm. reached out to the perfect person. Uh, Light AF backpacks, they can, they print on their fabric, Right. I saw I've been I've been messaging on Instagram just random designers and being like, hey, I like your your style. How much would you charge for a, a, a pattern to put on my shirt? And they quote me and I was like, oh, this doesn't feel right. Um, and then I saw this light AF backpack and I was like, I screenshotted it and I was like, this is Jolly Gear. Like this is the pattern. And they actually tagged the artist in the the they're like so and so made this pattern for this customer. I was like, sorry, I hit up that guy. I followed him and said, hey, this is us. I really like your style. I love that pattern you just did with Light AF. What can I do to have that? And, uh, you know, he set up a phone call, and I told him about the whole brand. I was like, you know, I I wanted to call it Jolly Gear because we're fun meets functional. You know, we want to be really fun, but we want to be functional. So we're like, we're functionally solving that problem, but we don't want to just do it. We want to look good doing it. So yeah. uh, I told him the whole thing, you know, Threkers love Hawaiian shirts because we're on vacation. And that's like the style. And you go to the shop, everyone's unique because everyone out there wants to be unique. Like that's, ah, that's like such a Threkker thing. And mm-hmm. so I told him all that. And he knew a little bit about Threkking now because he worked with Light AF. And he was like, whoa, there's like a big community out here. Like, this is awesome. I had no idea. He was like, well, let, you know, let me think about it. Let me get back to you. And I was like, okay, cool. So I left that phone call. I was like, oh, that felt good, you know. And a few weeks later, maybe, he would call it again, and we talked about pricing, and we talked about, like, all that, and, like, how much for this and that. And I'm like, okay. I left the meeting excited, and then he sends me this pattern, which is what we use, and he sent it in two colors. And he said, well, in the second phone call, I'm missing a big step of the story. He said, you know, actually – when I was in college, I did a thrift shop style study and I made some patterns for that. So that's what he gives me. He's like, I made these in college. You know, it, I, I think he's been out of school for a while. I don't really know, actually. He's in Chicago. But uh, <laughs> he brought these to me and uh, they were perfect. As soon as I saw them, I was like, this is Jolly Gear. I didn't change the color. I didn't change a single thing about them. I said, how much do you want and when can I pay you? Nice. so yeah so that really was just like it worked out super well mm-hmm. so you have these two colors but i saw on the website there's also a, a black topography one too right yeah there is it's in the laundry <laughs> i wear <laughs> the other. i wear i wear them all the time uh but while over thanksgiving we uh went fishing on the colorado river in arizona and i i love wearing them right so mm-hmm. so it's dirty <laughs> <laughs> Um, so from just just a rundown from the initial concept to your launch date, how much time was that? Yes, that was that was I, I concept I guess would be PCT twenty eighteen mm-hmm. somewhere around the month of July was like oh this would be cool but like things didn't like iron out like the hair hole that wasn't a thing until I sewed it and I was like. Because in the sewing class, they're like, you know, try to make things different. And I was like, I have long hair. Let's do a hair hole. Because, like, it can also just be a vent. Why not? 
So I like that it. was that. Yeah, I love it too because yeah. you either see people with sun hoodies on and they have like the big ball up here that's like, mm -hmm. or, yep. or for me, it's always the fur collar. I hate having like the fur collar on your hood and it's so hot. But yeah, so like that was that. And uh, yeah, so the, the, and then the prototype got sewn. Uh, it finished right before finals, so like November, December 2019. And then found the manufacturer in October of 2021. No, 2020. And then launched October 2021. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Like three, three years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, it's been a journey. And I think, you know, I talked to Kula Cloth and like saw their story. And it's kind of a similar one where like you had the idea and then you're like, I don't know if I should do this. And then all of a sudden you're like, yeah, I'll do the prototype. It kind of comes in waves of, of, uh, of motivation. Mm -hmm. of just yeah. like i had this idea and it's kind of cool and then i guess i just had the perfect storm of covid being discouraged 2020 and like well i have so much free time and let's do it yeah, yeah absolutely um so what's next yeah for the brand yeah um so so next i want to create you know some different styles mm -hmm. but we'll see you know, I just don't want to, I don't want to jump too big, right? I don't want to put too many colors out there. I don't want to put too many styles out there. So it's going to be kind of a small, you'll probably watch it and you'll be like, that makes sense. And that's what I hope happens where you're like, oh, next summer we did a short sleeve. Okay, that mm -hmm. makes sense. Like, that's cool. Uh, so that's kind of like, so hopefully it all just makes sense and uh, it'll just kind of fall into place like it's been going. But yeah, I think like, spoilers, uh, I think a short sleeve would be really, it's just like, yeah. it's just the natural next step, right? I think that it just makes a lot of sense. Uh, and then next steps as well. I've announced this before I told people, but what this, I want to do colorways one year, just like through hikers with like on the AT with their tags, the changes every, every year, like it was green then blue then yellow. And I think it was orange or something last year. Yeah. Like I just want to do a different, so you know what season it's from. Like, That's oh, really that, was cool. a 20, that was a 2022 hiking season or, mm. or whatever. And eventually, you know, I, I, you know, I'm trying to think of it like Chacos, right? Everyone loves Chacos, right? Mm. You don't have to yeah. be a, a, a rafting guide to love Chacos. But at first they were rafting guides making shoes for rafting guides to fix the problem. And that's where I'm thinking of it. Like, this is a shirt for through hikers. Will it be perfect for other things? I really hope so. But right now we're through hiking. And eventually I want to expand it. So, you know, eventually that color change rotation won't, it won't probably mean as much to other people, but to us in the dragon community, I think yeah. it would be pretty cool and special. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, so new colorways every year. And we'll see if that happens. Again, you know, things can change. I could, you know, and if, because lead times are, are pretty long for the, you know, so it's, and then my mind, I'm like, yeah, let's do it next year. We'll have three more colors, but I need to get the samples. And I need to get all this and, and then get the shirts into my hands. But yeah, so that's that's the idea is to rotate the colors out and then these are these are vintage after this year. <laughs> I was gonna say, are you into any other recreational activities like that you also hope that your brand can reach out to for the other outdoor communities? Yeah, I mean I think the first thing naturally is fly fishing. For me, I fly fish mm -hmm. a lot and you get freaking roasted if you're not covered up fly fishing because you're on the water. So I think something like that, I think whitewater rafting, it could be cool. I have a friend who rafts a good bit and he's taking it out on some trips. So, uh, you know, I think that it's a good fabric for a lot of stuff. Um, and it's a good, I mean, it's a sun shirt, right? So I think in the Gulf, it could be really good on boats. It could be good. You know, it's, Yeah. I hope that it spreads, but for myself, 
you'll probably see me fly fishing in it the most uh, out of dragon season. But mountain biking as well, I hornet that, and it, it, it's pretty good. So nice. Are you? In, uh, did you pick up any winter sports since you're living up in Logan? Yeah, I started snowboarding when I moved out here, and so this will be, I guess, year four. Well, year we are <laughs> three. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, actually, I had a injury last season, uh, so I have a bad back now. So it's slowing down a little bit. Uh, so just gonna do backcountry this season. So nice. Not, nice. not as many features. <laughs> <laughs> Still cool though. For sure. So going back to Jolly Gear for a second, a little bit for myself, but for other people who didn't get the chance to pre-order one, all the pre-orders come in. It, you're gonna have an inventory when those come in, or is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So once those, they should all come together, and then I'll focus on getting everyone who pre-ordered their shirts first. And then we'll open the website up to let orders in. Um, maybe maybe I, it might not be nice to make it special. And these, you know, this is the thing about owning a company and being so small is like, it's just me. I can make the decision. So I could be like, uh, we'll wait a week so all these people can get their shirts and open them and, and let them enjoy it and like be first and then ship out to like other everyone else's. So yeah. that sounds like well, a good idea. Maybe I'll write that down. <laughs> I think what Molly's trying to say is we're jumping on the PCT in uh, 2022. What's the deadline? Yeah, I was like, can I get it shipped to me on trail? Because I'm going to want one. <laughs> yes. Um, I already have some shirts going to an Econo Lodge on the CDT in New Mexico. So nice. Love that. Uh, some of the pre-orders were my friends from the PCT um, in 18, and they don't live in the U.S. So, And that's another thing, like, I don't like shipping to other countries you're like oh, mm. is that okay uh, are there rules i i really don't know so i was like let's play it safe let's keep it local and yeah so they're luckily doing the cdt this summer and so two of them ship their shirts to an economy a lot nice i love that yeah. <laughs> um i'm just gonna ask what um so what advice do you have for people that want to start a small business yeah. Um, if they already have an idea, then the next step is to find a manufacturer. Mm. And I think in that process, just send it out to a bunch of manufacturers, your idea, and get a lot of fabric samples in. For me, it's fabric. But there's so many different things you can do, right? So that's not very broad. But, like, you know, if you're hand-sewing backpacks, then you're, that's different. Uh, you don't need a manufacturer. I think have the idea and then start when you feel confident. And whenever you feel, whenever that doubt isn't uh, got a hold on you, do that, work on it, and work on it as hard as you can while, while you're still excited. And then naturally, you'll probably fall back out and you'll be like, uh, maybe not. Maybe we won't start this company. But then, yeah, in a few more months, you're like, oh, yeah, this is so cool. Like, I'm sewing or whatever. And you're excited. And I think, and one thing that the designer you know, he really like nailed that into me. I don't think he meant to, but several times in our conversation, he was like, dude, yeah. Cause I'll be like, oh, I'm so excited. Like this is so encouraging. He'd be like, ride that excitement. Like take that as far as you can go because I think that is important. Uh, Cause it's very easy to get discouraged when you're doing something by yourself mm -hmm. um, and you don't know anything. And then really there's not that many, I mean, maybe there are more resources, but I just feel like people will be talking about it more and we probably have a lot more small businesses than we already do if, if it was super easy. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And then with that, 
also just if you make those small decisions the like what zipper style do we use because like it, it's it's nitty-gritty right it's uh you know the, the inside of the pockets have mesh instead of fabric because i was like oh it'll it'll breathe more it'll it'll and that was the decision i had a sample with one mesh and one solid and it was just like i could do whatever i want i could say whichever and i think you can regret those decisions so i think it's important to be like this is what we're doing let's move forward uh you know make educated decisions and try to set yourself up with education uh like have a reason that you're making choices don't just be like uh let's do that one and then we'll do this zipper and you know i think it's important to ha have a reason and stand by it everyone wanted snaps holy cow everyone i showed the shirt to had the idea of was like we're doing you should do snaps like snaps cool like don't you just want to rip your shirt open and yeah, do snaps? <laughs> Everyone loves it, and maybe I'll give in eventually. But for me, in the beginning, I was like, "We're doing buttons because you can repair a button." Mm. And then everyone would come back and be like, "Snaps don't break that often." I'm like, "How many shirts do you through hike with that have a snaps?" And and That's maybe nice. they don't. But if it's if it gets melted by campfire, you can't really repair that unless you have the tool. Where at least everyone's you have extra buttons on your shirt. Everyone's got floss. Everyone's got needles. So I think that was my choice. And maybe people don't like it, but I do think that it, it makes sense. When you, yes. when you say it, you're like, you can repair a button. And they're like, okay, mm -hmm. fine. Yeah. So. Now, I don't know about you, but throwing on a backpack, everything would just unsnap every single time. That's very true. I have a sample that has snaps. Um, it has snaps on the sleeves. And every time I put a fleece on, it unbuttons. Yeah. Because you want to like, you kind of like hold on to the fabric, right? I don't know if you guys chicken wing when you put on a shirt, but you like kind of hold on to the long, yep. long yep. sleeve so it doesn't ride up. And then you're pulling through it, and yeah, that, that, that friction of it just like pops it open. You got to like fish it out in there. You got to pull it out so you can snap it. And then you got to like worm it back into the sleeve. <laughs> so it's, uh, you know, that's a process. And I, I hated that about that. And maybe mm -hmm. you could get, I'm sure if you ask the manufacturer, you could be like, I have snaps on mine, never broke them. I, have, I know, man. Oh I know, I know. But I, this is the chance. This happens all the time. But yeah, that did it for me. And maybe I could have been like, hey, manufacturer, I want snaps. And then they send me 60 different types of snaps. And there's one that's super firm. And it could have worked. But I think, you know, when you're making those quick decisions, so that, because it is hard. And I think here's another, which just came to me. Another huge tip. If you're emailing someone and that's how you're corresponding with them, email them back every time you get the email. And if you are have, if a question is being posed to you that you need to answer, like snaps or buttons, try to figure that answer out smartly, quickly, so that way you can reply. Because I'm sure if you added up all the days that I was like, I don't know, and like went back and forth between different things, we probably, I don't know, maybe we could have had shirts already. Like, but um you know i think i think re replying to uh the emails quickly mm -hmm. helps your process keep moving forward yeah. yeah i just want to say i agree with the buttons i'm on board for the buttons yeah no it makes Thank a lot of you. sense <laughs> but i see but see this guy he's so excited i i liked ripping it open when i got to camp to put it to put a point on, I'm done for the day. It's true. It's true. <laughs> like it is. It does feel good, but not not this season. Maybe no. we'll have. Maybe one day we can have a. We can have a. We'll have enough money because that's what it comes down to. To have buttons 
and snaps, and we can have it all. But we'll see. There it is. There it is. Customize it. <laughs> so, what do you want to tell the people that have purchased Jolly Gear about it that are going to be wearing them? I mean, the most fun, the most like fun insider thing is that the sleeves are a different color because of that, uh, the fabric. I literally didn't have enough fabric. So that's pretty fun. I think you can get a little joy out of that. Um, you know, everyone who purchased one, I'm extraordinarily grateful. Like, it was incredible. The, watching those sales come in and watching where everyone purchased them from was remarkable. Because uh, this was, you know, in the beginning, it was, how do you measure success? And I said, if one person, one stranger was wearing one and I saw it in the wild, like that would be successful to me. Mm -hmm. And now I thought there's a pretty good chance that's going to happen. And that's really yeah. exciting. Excuse me. But, uh, you know, just as far as the Jolly Gear story, I'm just a guy. And I have opinions. Y'all have opinions. And I'd love to hear them. And when everyone does get their shirt finally, I just, you know, I'd love to hear feedback, and if something's not working, I want to fix it, and that's where we're at, right? It's I haven't had enough hours put in with, you know, me and six, seven other people wearing it for the summer is not as many hours as 200 of y'all wearing it for the summer, right? You have a lot more hours combined, and I, you know, I'd like to hear feedback, and yeah, if everyone says snaps, Hey, maybe we'll do it because I, you know, I do want to, you know, <laughs> make good decisions for y'all. So nice. You got to start a hashtag for the next through hiking season to like get Jolly Gear out there. Yeah, Seems like a lot of people are wearing it. I know. I'm excited. We yeah, have. We should. I don't, that's a good idea. Maybe we like. We could be Jolly on the trail. I don't know. We'll see. I don't maybe. know. Yeah. <laughs> it'd be it'd be fun to to be able to share everyone's posts because yeah. All right. Um, what advice do you have for, um, other through hikers or potential through hikers? Um, I think it was Apple. It was in Appalachian trials, but the advice of write down before you start, write down why you want to through hike mm. and then write down how you will feel about yourself if you quit. And if he didn't say that in that book, then I, I'm going to claim it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Because <laughs> uh, I do think that that's, that's kept me out there. Um, like, how would I feel if I quit? Like, if I wound up quitting this and I go home and, like, if I quit because of a bad weather day, right? Injuries are definitely different. Finances are different. At-home problems are different. But if I quit because the weather was bad and I was like, I just want to go home. I just want to lay in my bed. Mm -hmm. every through hiker knows that that's what we want towards the end we're like oh i can't wait to be done i get to be home i get to eat all this good food after a week of that maybe even after just two days of that we're already like this is miserable yeah. i miss that so you know i think like thinking about how you feel if you did quit um is is good and and and, and taking that into account i also think you know just have fun um if you Want to take a zero day? Take a zero day. If you want to take a double zero, take a double zero. You know, I think it's a good growing experience to to hike solo and hike fast and do the stuff. It's also fun to hang out with people and like have a community and like feel like you belong and have fun with people. And if you want to hang out in, in town more, then do it. But uh, yeah, I think having a strict deadline can like make your through hike stressful. 
when it doesn't need to be. Um, so I think those nice. are my advices. Hopefully they were good. Yeah, no, yeah, they were great. That's great. Um, what advice do you have for Jolly who is still on trail, um, not to take for granted or just advice for him? Yeah. Being home is different. And uh, the people you are around now on trail are very special because that's that's the best part. I mean, I that's what I found on the AT. It was beautiful, but the people were the fun part. And, and those days where you're all huddled together waiting for a hitch in the rain and you guys cram nine people into a truck to get into uh, Gatlinburg, like those are the special times, like those times when you're with the people. Um, and also to enjoy, like embrace the suck is kind of like the thing on the CT. And, you know, I, every bad day ends and every bad day makes good days possible. Because mm -hmm. without bad days, every day would be a good day. And then no day would be a good day because it'd be average. Mm -hmm. so. Nice. That was well said. Is there anything else you want to throw out into the through hiking community? It's the best community out there. I mean, everyone's been incredible as I've done this, you know, just starting my own company. Aside from that, through hiking, everyone's been so lovely. And I am just so grateful to be a part of this community and to hopefully help y'all have a better time out there too. That was a big thing for me was, you know, when I was designing, I'd write these papers of like these cover letters of like, I have enjoyed my time in the outdoors so much that I want to create products that enable people to enjoy the outdoors more comfortably and experience like I have. And mm -hmm. I'm hopefully I can do that for y'all. So nice. Awesome. Heck yeah. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure to interview you. Like, yeah. congratulations on the start of your company. Like, mm -hmm. we're really excited to see where it goes from here. Really excited Thank to you. wear one too. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Hey, hopefully, hopefully soon. I'm really, whew, I'm working hard to try and make sure they get here in March for uh, for everyone. So, but thank you for taking yeah. the time to talk to us. Mm -hmm. It's been awesome. Yeah, no, thank you so much for asking me. This is uh, my second interview ever. Like, yeah. the interview. So, thank you so much. It was awesome. Yeah. All right, we'll talk soon. Okay. Yeah. All right, y'all have a great rest of your day. <laughs> you too. <laughs> thank you. Bye-bye. Did y'all enjoy the conversations with Jolly? If you want to know more about him, head over to his Instagram, YouTube, and social media, which is at Jolly Gear, or his personal, at Bennett Fisher. If you want to join in on future live chats, you can head over to our Instagram, which is at Let's Trek Together. We go live once a week, usually on Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you want to get in contact with us, feel free to DM us on Instagram or send an email to letstrektogether at gmail.com. Until next time, guys. Let's, let's trek, trek together. together.